0: Kind friends, are your questions of life endless, or are they encouraging? You know, there were a number of questions asked in the Bible, and the answers within, well, that's just what we need today. Let's offer some biblical answers today, right here from the International Gospel Hour. Stay tuned.
1: On Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. Since 1934, churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned for another lesson on this program by Jeff Archie. Are you listening?
0: Thank you to our Jay Webb and greetings to all of you. We truly appreciate you joining us here on our broadcast from the International Gospel Hour. We hope that our studies today will help draw you closer to the Lord to help you make the decisions that are necessary for your life. The Bible provides for us the answers that we need. And you know, in days past, there were questions that would come forth. For example, let's begin with 1 Timothy 1, 3-6, when Paul told the young man Timothy, "...as I urged you when I went into Macedonia..." Remain in Ephesus, that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine, nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which cause disputes, rather than godly edification, which is in faith. Now, the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith, from which some, having strayed, have turned aside to idle talk. Now, it sounds like that there were those that were asking questions or trying to reason, but they were looking for the wrong answers, or they were looking in the wrong places for the answers. Let's, by way of introduction, look at this text. First Timothy 1, 3-6, when Paul said, I charge some that they teach no other doctrine, or Timothy, I challenge or charge you to do so. That phrase, teach no other doctrine, well, let's think about it. A doctrine is simply something that which is taught. And here is a charge to remind and to nourish the brethren of the faith and of good doctrine, as we'll see in 1 Timothy 4, 6. Here is a charge that there is but one gospel, Galatians 1, 6 through 6-7. Paul said there are some that would turn to another gospel, which is not another and then there's a charge to preach Christ and His doctrine, 2 John 9-11. through Now let me throw this in, dear friends. Sometimes people will say, well, it really doesn't matter what you believe. But you know, Jesus never taught that. Paul never taught that. Abraham never taught that. Moses and so on and so on. They never taught that. That it doesn't matter what you believe. Well, yes, it does. And when you think about doctrine, someone says, well, you have your doctrine and I have mine. Or, doctrine's really not important, okay? Another word for doctrine, as we've noticed, is teaching. So when someone teaches me doctrine is not important, they are teaching that teaching is not important, you see? Doctrine is important. Titus 2, verse 1, speak the things which become sound doctrine. And Paul told Timothy, don't go with another doctrine. Then he mentions about fables and endless genealogies that create more questions than answers. There's no edification within or building up. There's nothing biblical nor applicable with fables and endless genealogies. Let's define this in the realm of the scripture. Fables were composed of what were called frivolous and unfounded stories, which many people regarded as of great importance, and they seem to have incorporated that within the teachings of Christianity. A lot of false doctrine sounds familiar now, doesn't it, friends? How about endless genealogies? Well, this also refers to Jewish teaching how the Jews attached great importance to these genealogies, and they insisted on their genealogies being carefully preserved. But as the Messiah, the Christ, had now come, that middle wall of partition was broken down, Ephesians 2. And one that would hold the teaching of the law at this point was the same as one who had not accepted Christ. Paul pointed out the pursuit of the doctrine of Christ would gain the answers, and I'm sure we would conclude that we love the thought of godly edification or to allow God to build us up to understand the answers of life. So, gracious listeners, we submit to you that the Word of God, the Holy Bible, will grant us the answers of life. It is a volume that is better than another doctrine, a fable, or an endless genealogy. It takes care of it all. In other words, friends, are your questions futile and lacking in faith? Are they adored in frustration? Or are your questions godly and are you truly searching? Well, friends, your answers can be found. The Bible is filled with questions, questions that are answered for man's faith to be greater and stronger. For we know from Romans ten seventeen that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we wish to consider one question today from the Old Testament, and we will in a moment. But first of all, here is a very special booklet that we'd love to send your way. Here is our J. Webb.
1: Good folks, please allow us to send a special free booklet called Something is Wrong, But the Bible is Right. This is a study that clears away a lot of the confusion in the religious world and allows us to see that the Bible is always right. Just call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say Bible Tract. That's it. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Bible Tract in the message box. Now, back to our study. Our question today from Jeremiah 8,
0: 22. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is there no recovery for the health of the daughter of my people? Is there no balm in Gilead? What a question. Now, balm, as we would think of it as a salve, too, was a very costly product of Palestine. We note that from Genesis 43, 11. It was used for medical purposes, for wounds, as Jeremiah would mention again in Jeremiah 46 and verse 11. The location of Gilead, of course, was a mountain full of balsam trees where this gum or sap would be taken. And in Genesis thirty-seven twenty-five, it's interesting that the Ishmaelites coming from Gilead with their camels, bearing spices, balm, and myrrh on their way to carry them down to Egypt. And it's interesting to see that mentioned and then see the parallel of the balm in Gilead. The background of what Jeremiah says goes back to how in Jeremiah 8, the wounds of sin had greatly affected Judah. In verse 5, why has this people slidden back Jerusalem in a perpetual backsliding? They hold fast to deceit. They refuse to return. I listened and heard, but they do not speak aright. No man repented of his wickedness, saying, "'What have I done?' Everyone turned to his own course as the horse rushes into the battle. Even the stork in the heavens knows her appointed times, and the turtle dove, the swift, and the swallow observe the time of their coming. But my people do not know the judgment of the Lord. Verse 8 of Jeremiah 8. How can you say, We are wise, and the law of the Lord is with us? Look, the false pen of the scribe certainly works falsehood. The wise men are ashamed, they are dismayed and taken. Behold, they have rejoiced. Rejected the word of the Lord, so what wisdom do they have? Therefore, I will give their wives to others, and their fields to those who will inherit them, because from the least even to the greatest, everyone is given to covetousness, from the prophet even to the priest, everyone deals falsely. For they have healed the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly, saying, Peace, peace, when there is no peace. Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? No, they were not at all ashamed, nor did they know how to blush. Therefore they shall fall among those who fall in the time of their punishment. They shall be cast down, says the Lord. The reading there from Jeremiah 8, verses 5-12, through 12, that teaches us how Judah's departure from God in its direction caused great sorrow upon them, not only sorrow, but punishment from God. The late Wayne Jackson, in his study of Jeremiah and Lamentations, penned on page 24, figuratively speaking, a healing remedy was so near yet so far. Why had Judah not been healed? Because the sickness is of the soul, and she sought not the great physician. She's suffering and hurting because of sin, but failed to seek help. Can you imagine? Now, dear friends, this question brought forth is a wonderful question to when we see the suffering in the world today, someone may ask, if you will, in this day and age, is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Oh, dear friends, to see the healing balm of Gilead in comparison to the healing blood of Calvary. As in the words of the old hymn, the great physician now is near, the sympathizing Jesus. In Matthew nine twelve, when Jesus heard that, He said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician but those who are sick. And this great one and only physician adds in Mark two seventeen, I am not to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. Dear friends, it's worthy to remember this when we are weighed down with our cares. Such is not a time that we want to fail to seek God. And we know the healing of the Christ. That's a great answer to this question. And dear friends, let's think about this, and let's consider that the great physician is near. We appreciate you and your desire to know more about Christ. So very quickly, here is our free study titled, Victory in Jesus. Here is our J.
1: Webb. We appreciate you and your desire to know more about Christ. Our free study titled Victory in Jesus is available in a wonderful study booklet. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say Victory Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Victory Study in the message box. We appreciate our listeners and your interest in the things of Christ. And now, let's return to Jeff. And friends, thank you for joining me today
0: on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie, and keep listening. God be with you, be
1: thank you for listening today. May this study prompt your search of God's Word for His will in your life. To assist you in your study, or to listen to other programs, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com to God be the glory. glory.